Blog Talk Radio. Radio. So, listeners, how do you approach your life? Are you making good choices? Are you following your dreams? You know, if we really and truly realized how much we are actually capable of doing, 
we would truly astound ourselves. So are you astounding yourself? Celebrating life is really what we're meant to do on this journey of life. And we have tools that you can use beginning today to get you started on your celebration of life. This is your host, T. Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am the founder and CEO of the Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to providing the basic necessities of life to underprivileged children. I'm also a reconnective healing practitioner, certified vibrational sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner at Quantum Wellness Center, my private practice, located in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer, free of charge, and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. My guest, Marcello Pedalino, is a lifestyle consultant advising individuals, groups, and organizations who are looking to enhance their current fitness, style, and overall wellness status. As a three-time recipient of the coveted DJ Times Magazine International DJ of the Year title and the ADJA Leadership Award, Marcello is a highly sought-after marquee event host in the special events industry. He produces and facilitates exceptional milestone celebrations for his discerning clientele. He travels the globe speaking to groups and individuals who are looking to enjoy all the benefits that a balanced lifestyle has to offer. He is the author of Celebrate Life, How to Live It Up, Discover Fulfillment, and Experience the Joy You Deserve, which is our topic for discussion. Welcome to the show, Marcello. Thank you so much for taking time to joining us here at Energy Awareness Radio. How are you being? I'm doing wonderful, and thank you so much for that lovely introduction as well. Thank you for having me tonight. Oh, I'm excited. We've never had anybody who was a... Uh, you know, an entertainment person such as yourself. So this is really kind of exciting for us because you actually do celebrate. It's your job. <laughs> that's, that's true. I do make a living by helping people celebrate life. So it's a, it's a wonderful career, and I'm, uh, I'm just very fortunate. So it's great to be speaking to you tonight. I've heard a lot of great things about you. Uh-oh, no pressure here. <laughs> you know, your book, Celebrate Life, is indeed a celebration of life. It is a celebration of your life. And there, I have to say there probably are not a lot of people who truly, truly live their life or, or live the life that they give other people that they work. They may say things and do things in, in engagements and stuff, but they don't fully stick to it. When you see your book and read your book and all of the colorful photos throughout it and, and the way that you have written it, you can tell that, you know, you walk your talk. You actually do celebrate your life, and you try to pass that along to others so that they can celebrate their life as well. So let me ask you this so that everybody understands where, where we are right now. How is it or what was it that was the catalyst to you actually writing this book? Well, that's an easy answer to, to, to start with. You know, My daughter's seven years old, and I, I had this fear that even though I, I keep myself in great shape and I plan to live for a long time, that you know accidents happen and I've seen really good people die way too young. And I said to myself, I want my daughter 
to, in case I die too soon, to be able to know and learn every life lesson that I ever would have wanted to have uh, teach her, just in case. And that's why I wrote this book. So there's an incredible peace of mind now that I have because the words are written. And when, you know, obviously, I, I teach her this book on a daily basis as a, as a seven-year-old. But I know when she's in her 20s, she can always open up this book and she'll, she'll really, she'll get to know everything I think that she'll need to know to get through life healthy and happy and fulfilled. Wow, that's incredible because, you know, to, to take that and have a memory, to me this is a, a memory book for her and for everyone who reads it, but it resonates with each individual who does read it, I would presume. It certainly resonated with me. There are a lot of things in here that I was shaking my head yes, saying, oh, nodding my head yes, saying, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. Yep, I, I believe that as well. So it's re- it really is uh, lessons well learned. The, the, good, the really good thing about it is there are so many photos that capture attention. There are a lot of different quotes in here from other people, beautiful pictures that, that are filled throughout the book. And so it's easy for someone to read and pick up. And you divided the book into seven elements to celebrate life program. And you devote a separate chapter for each of those elements within your book. So someone could actually kind of use it as, as a guidebook and say, okay, you know, I need to be a little bit more compassionate. What do I do with that? And go to the chapter that deals with compassion. And right. I think that, you know, that it, where you can make a difference. So you certainly have hit on all the things. Have you read this book to her or does she look at the book? Does she understand any of it at this point? She's, she's little. T-Love, let me tell you, she actually signs books for people. I mean, she's, she's really, really into it. I, her, it's so, you know, she sees me on TV. I think since we originally uh, spoke, I've had a few uh, really nice TV appearances and whatnot. So she sees Daddy on TV, and she always asks uh, about the appearances. And, and she goes, that's like us at the kitchen table. I'm like, yeah, exactly. And that's how I want it to be. But she's very uh, in the know and in the now when it comes to this book. And it, it was great. Her bus driver, Miss Colleen, she comes, uh, you know, every all the mornings and the afternoons. And I was going to give Miss Colleen a book. Well, Isabella didn't let me give Miss Colleen a book when, um, or after I gave her the book, I should say, she didn't, she didn't let Miss Colleen keep the book because Miss Colleen said, "Hey, would you would you sign it, please?" And I, of course, I signed it. I was happy to sign it. And as I went to give it back, she goes, "You know, I'll sign that as well," and because she's on the cover, <laughs> of course. So. She she's not shy. She's got a beautiful personality, very warm, very outgoing. She when I when I think of the title, I think of her. I see her face and I feel her energy. So she um, it's it's a it, she's very much a big part of the experience. You know, and it's true because on the cover there she is in a car seat, two thumbs up, sunglasses. You know, I mean, she, I'm sure she's daddy's little girl. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and you know, and to go back to what you had mentioned in in the beginning about walking, um, you know, walking the talk. It, it's very important for me as, as a father and also as an author now. I feel I have a responsibility. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've, you've sat in a lot of seminars yourself over the years and, and you're big into continuing education as I am. And I, that really means a lot to me. When I see someone who says something to me or who's preaching something, and I don't mind, I don't use that word lightly, preaching, but when mm-hmm. they're sending their message, and I go home, and, and whether I'm on the Internet or I hear it second, third hand, and the person doesn't live up to their delivery, you know, they're not, they're, they're not real or they're not authentic, then I, I, I have zero respect and I, I can't follow. It's very disheartening because I, I do – I'm so passionate about, 
a lot of things in my life, and, and one of them is if I find someone who inspires me, I want them to be the real deal. So, so going back to you know your introduction, and, and uh, that's one of the best compliments I, I could be given and I've gotten, which is, you know, that's you. you you're living this book, and, and I think that the people who have said that the, who have said my book has helped them, they said it's great to meet you and to see that you're the real that you're really this person. It, it helped them get through these things because it was coming from a good place. The advice, the guidance was coming from a, a good place. So back to being a father with Isabella, I, I don't just want to preach this stuff to Isabella. I don't just want to say, hey, you need to eat. You know, you can't have a, you know, we like, we have pizza Mondays here at the house. Like, honey, you, she knows she can't have pizza Monday until she, until we've done our exercises. She gets that now. So it's um, it's nice to see that it's sinking in. And, you know, I think you, I'm sure you saw the opening, uh, you know, quote from, um before the forward, it's it's you know it's basically about my father, and it's you know my father you know didn't tell me how to live you know he lived and he let let me watch him do it and I and I really want that to be the way I I, I live and, and bring up Isabella as well. I actually loved that quote because mm. it, that's how it should be, but it so often is not in this world, and integrity is not something that people really uh, look at and think is important as much as it used to be. And to me, it's all you really have. You know, if, right. if you don't have your integrity, you have absolutely nothing. So in reading the book, it's, it's written very humbly. It's written in a way that people can resonate with what it is that you're saying. You kind of laugh. You know, there were a lot of times I laughed and I was just smiling and saying, oh, yeah, okay, this is really – because, you know <laughs> – it, it, it is it is the way of life. It is a way. It is a it is a way to live to truly live so that you are getting the most joy out of life that you can. And that's really our job because when you give joy to others, you automatically get joy to yourself. And when people give you joy, then you turn around and give it to others. So it's a beautiful you know circle. And that seems to be what comes across in the book the most is that you know what you're putting out there, you're getting back, and it shows in the written word. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, and and I, I couldn't agree more. As far as that, you know, it's almost a selfish. I I had to get over the fact that it is actually selfish. If you really dissect it, I feel good when I help others, and I do and I do nice things for other people. So sometimes there's I, I do nice things because I just want to feel good. You know, if I'm having a rough day or something or, or something in my life is not going well, which happens a lot, I'm sure we're all human, and. I'll, I will go out of my way to make someone else's day better or brighter or do something that will affect someone in a positive way because I know that's what I need. That's what the doctor ordered. And it's sometimes it can be very simple, like I've mentioned in the book, some ways you can do that to, uh, you know, to some grand things as well. But I, I really believe, and, I, man, I can't, I can't even imagine you know, someone like yourself. You reach you know, thousands and thousands of people, and, and you're touching them and you're helping them. Boy, you must have a pretty full tank. You know, so when you have a bad day, you can, <laughs> gosh, you can, you can, you can you know, siphon from that tank and be like, all right, I'm good, because um, you know, some days it probably goes down lower than others, but you have that because you give so much to people. So I think that's wonderful you do that and have that. And I think everybody can. It's a matter of... You know, it's not, life isn't always good all the time, and it's a matter of finding the gratitude. To me, that's the biggest thing, is if you can find something to be grateful for, you know, in any situation, it doesn't matter what the situation is, there's always something that comes out of even the worst of things. So there is gratitude to be had, and once you 
get that feeling. You have to evoke that feeling within. I mean, that just, you know, reduces your stress level, brings the cortisol levels down, brings up the endorphins so that now you're in a better place. And when you lift others up, yes, you automatically lift yourself up. And when you're lifted up, you know, other people are being lifted around you and you're helping the world. So it's not selfish in the way that it's an ego thing. It's right. not. You want to feel good, so you go to feel good. But now look at how many people. It's all energy. So when you put out good energy, it's going to ripple like a, a, you know, a stone in a pond. It just ripples and keeps going. By the same token, if you put out negative energy, that too does ripple. You know? and, so which way, and if you hurt someone purposefully, you know, that, that's, you're hurting yourself. So why would you want to do that? <laughs> right. I, and then, I, of course, it comes, down, it comes back to intent. You know, obviously, it's coming right. from a, it's coming from a good place. And when I say selfish, obviously, you know, we we know where you know what I really mean. But it's it is it's 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 a wonderful thing. And people, I I don't think they really, it's not that difficult. T. I, I if people only it's knew not. that that you know they 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 everyone's got their vices. And I, and I'm fortunate that I I don't drink or smoke. And thank goodness because you know I, I do have that that overachieving personality and I, I think I, I'd be in a lot of trouble if I liked the taste of alcohol or, uh, or, or cigarettes. I mentioned that in the book specifically because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I do, I do like to go to extremes when I, when I, when I do things. And it's just really nice when you can take all that energy that you have. And especially if there's negative energy that's built up, but you, you repurpose it, you repackage it. And it's a wonderful thing. People don't understand that, man, if you could only, if you knew that you, you didn't have to turn to food, to alcohol, to, to these substances, and put that energy towards something productive and put it towards positive energy, um, you would be shocked and amazed at, at how much better you could spend your time and energy. And it really, so it's, it's energy management, but people don't take the time to, you don't have to be, you know, I'm sure you've got degrees, uh, many more degrees than most people do, but you really don't have to, to be Einstein to figure out that, you know, energy management comes down to, look, you can put a lot of energy into being positive or a lot of energy into being negative. And the results, I promise you, you'll, you'll appreciate <laughs> and you're much happier when you put it into being positive. But people don't give themselves the opportunity because they don't have, and that's chapter two of the book, they don't have the right, they're, they're not surrounded by the right people. They're surrounded by other yeah. people who, 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 uh, who, who, I don't know how to say it right, but they, they don't know how to deal with it. So if you're hanging around a circle of influence that goes to the bar or that goes and does things that aren't uh, productive, well, guess what? You're most likely going to go down that route, uh, that same route. And, and I'm sure you know, if you've got friends who, and that's my thing, I'll, I'll go to the gym, I'll write, I'll take some pictures. There's the, the, I have some pretty healthy um, you know, hobbies and whatnot. And it, you know, before you know it, you've either got a great article written that you can share, you're you're in better shape, or you've cooked a you know a healthy meal, or you went and you've done something productive, as opposed to, you know, I see people tea and, and they they wake up the next morning and guess what? They still have the problem that that made them upset in the first place, but but except now they're hungover, and they're starting their day off late because they're late for work and everything else, and it, it's that it's a horrible uh, vicious cycle. 
It is. It's, it's their way of um, defending themselves to numb the pain that they're experiencing because they don't know what else to do. And there's that fear factor that comes into play. And a lot of times when I'm dealing with patients, I'll, one of the first things I'll ask them when their depression is involved, and, you know, and they just don't know what to do with their life is think about the five people you spend the most time with. Who are they? And then we go through the list. Who is it? And they tell me a little bit about the personality. And I said, are you aware that you are the average of the five people you spend your time with? Now it's time yes. to find five new people. You know, find five new people. Find people who are more positive because you don't yeah. want to go down that road. It's not a pleasant road. And there are people who are vicious and there are mean girls and I'm sure there are mean guys. And the, yes. the kids today have an awful lot they have to deal with because of competition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just don't understand that if you just are your own free-spirited self – and not care, and this is where it's the hardest. People do care what other people think of them rather than just thinking, okay, I'm just going to do what I have to do because I'm not harming anyone and I'm, I'm doing good in the world. And when you are in that place of doing what you're supposed to do as you are, you know you're doing what you're supposed to do because your life is flowing properly, you are in a good mood, things, and you can meet the challenges and not react to them when things occur, you know, and other people just don't have that because they were, it, sometimes it's from childhood. They were just taught, be fear. You know, if you don't have any money, money is the root of all evil, which is, that, that saying has to go away, <laughs> you know. And people just look at things so differently when they're um, in a state of they don't know what to do. So your book, I think, allows people to, it's a quick read, too. It's a quick read and it's a fun read. It allows people to go through and see, okay, what do I need to do for this? And you do have these Marcello's message throughout the book, which is great because, you know, uh, you know, one of them, because um, one of the things I wanted to talk about is you don't have time to do everything. You only have time to do what matters. That is so, that is such the truth. It isn't even funny. There's nothing beats that. That's it. And the message yeah. that you have is a friend is someone who tells you what you want to hear. A good friend is someone who tells you what you need to hear yeah. in a nice way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, I think and that. Yeah. I was going to say the the, the book itself. Um, I, I wanted to make it because I don't really care to read. If I have the choice of, uh, I will read. I've, I've learned to appreciate reading over the years. But if there's a DVD of of the book, I'm going to watch the movie version of it. You know, if if, if I can, or mm-hmm. listen to the audio book. But I wanted to make a book that I would want to read. I wanted to yeah design a book that I would want to read, which is big print and a lot of pictures. And so far, everyone that's read it, I've gotten the same comment, which is, you know, I was getting on a plane, and I had it done in two hours. Or I picked it up at my house, and I was done in an hour and 45 minutes. They just, you know, you can do it in one quick sitting. And that's what I wanted, something that they could just open up, and then it gets to the, yes, they could do a chapter at a time if they wanted to. But usually when they start, you know, it, it it is coming from a place of, you know, it's not someone who's who's perfect telling you how to live your life. I wanted to really make it clear that, hey, and I, that's why in the introduction, it's like I, I've made a lot of mistakes and I'm, I'm not perfect, but um, if you would like a little bit of guidance and maybe learn from my mistakes, if you want to save a little time perhaps, save a little bit of money, save a little bit of energy, then keep on reading, you know, and that's what we tried to do, you know, with the book, but, um, you know, and then I guess... You know, we we got connected, and, and, and this is how it kind of works, is I think the more people you get to be positive with, and then it goes back to the, you're, you're the average of the five people you meet, you, you, you just exposure, you, 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 you put out the energy, it comes back to you because you keep meeting these unbelievable people. And 
when I heard about you and when, when I was connected, I said, man, I'm going to keep on doing things like this, you know, not just writing a book, but I'm going to keep talking to new people that, that I think have potential, and, and that's what I've been doing. And here we are, and, and you're exactly how um, – you're exactly who I, as awesome as I thought you would be, because you're you speak how I, I thought you would speak, and and my mother spoke so highly of you, and um, and a few mutual friends. So this is great. I'm, I'm having such a great. Do people get excited when they, when they're on your show? Because I'm I am. I'm very excited. They today. do. <laughs> I get excited when people are on the show too. So sometimes sometimes we end up like just everybody says it's like having a talk in the living room with a friend. It's not like you're interrogating anyone. And I don't choose to ter- interrogate anyone. People have a message, and it doesn't matter if it's Dr. Bernie Siegel, who's extremely well known. He's been on the show a couple of times, or if it's somebody who's not yet out there well known. If you have a good message, it's worth putting out there. You know, if I don't like the message, then you know I've had authors or publicists call me and say, oh, you know, this person wants to be in your show, and I'm saying I don't really like their book. sorry (laughs) it's not the message that would because it's all about conscious awareness it's all about you know harming no one and thinking of the other guy consideration that's really gone down the tubes you know a lot of people just don't consider the other person all they do is think for themselves and everybody is is so on their own little gadgets and doing their own little thing in in the internet and then putting out uh, information on Facebook, which I call fake book, and mm-hmm. it's not real. It's not real. I mean, it's it's like one-upmanship. It gets people, it, it tears apart relationships. I see this an awful lot. As soon as I tell people, please stop using your gadgets and doing this, you know, you'll see things will work a little bit better if you don't believe everything you read on on the internet. It's not true, but people seem to think it is. So when you have a book like yours that's so humbly written and so easy to read and shows truthfully what someone, you know, things that you've gone through and things that, that you have come to experience. I think people can resonate with that. They just have to be aware. It's all about being aware. And you obviously have been aware for quite some time. Well, thanks to, uh, thank you. Um, and, and that's, it again, goes back to chapter two. I think I, I've become more aware because of the people I've chose to associate with. They've helped me the proverbial light, if you will, because, you know, when you're, when you're growing up, you, you don't realize how big the world is and how independent you need to be as a, as a thinker, not just as, a, as an individual. And, um, you know, I, I don't know about you, but, but yeah, there, there comes a time in your life where you, you, have, to, you have to grow up. And, uh, you know, when, when you say things like, um, hey, Here's, a, here's, here's, here's something you should consider, you know, Marcello. And, and if, you, if I'm 24 years old and I'm, you know, cocky and, and I don't want to listen to anybody and I think I know everything, boy, am I going to miss out, you know. And, but mm-hmm. because I had some really positive influences in my life and I had some strong people tell me, hey, look, you know what, You're, you might be, you know, a little talented and you, you might be doing well with your, with your new business, but guess what? You know, come back down to earth here. And I was so grateful to have those people in my life because they just kept me grounded. And because of that, I listened to what they had to say. And boy, it's it, it's like having a, it was like having a fortune teller. T. I, I I joke all the time about it was a, a lot of them were. My mother was a huge influence, and she was so so nice when I was in my early twenties. She she made sure that I had lunch with 
the three most successful people in my town of uh, up in Bergen County, New Jersey, and I learned from these guys, you know, what what potential you, you could have as an entrepreneur. I had no idea the scope of what an individual businessman could do, but because I had lunch with that, I was exposed to that. Now I knew. Otherwise, I would only have known what I've seen in the movies as a little kid, and and that's not reality, like you say. And so, you know, growing up, I did the same thing. I would be at the gym and in the in the jacuzzi after a workout, and a bunch of guys who were in their 60s and 70s were retired. Gee, these guys knew life because they've lived it already. You know what they were kind enough to do? They said, hey, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen. And if it hasn't happened yet, don't think it's not going to happen to you because it just hasn't happened yet. And they would tell me about everything that was coming my way. It was like being able to see in the future. And I knew enough people throughout my life who were uh, five years older, 10 years older, 20 years older, and then 40 years older. And when you start trusting the process and you hear and things start happening, because obviously that was a big part of it, a lot of things that the, my elders would, would tell me, especially my parents, as I got older, you know that expression, you know, as the older you get, the smarter your parents get. And my influence is mm-hmm. my circle of influence. All these things they were saying were coming true. So guess what? I sought out even more mentors, you know, male, female, old, young, all different walks of life, all different talents. And the more people I met, and I wish I had known you, you know, 25 years ago. I'm sure, you know, we probably would have had a, a great relationship or mentor-mentee relationship as well because I just seek out people who um, are above the norm. They're above the fray of the, the, the fake book, if you will, as you mentioned. I, I don't want to have people who are they're, they're, they're high and mighty when they're typing things and they don't have to, you know, confront someone. I want someone who um, is real, authentic, and genuine and who is and if they're kind enough to share with me, you know, their experiences, I will give back whatever I can. And then it's a mutually beneficial relationship, and, and life is good because everybody wins. And I know people say, oh, that's a fairy tale. It's, um, you know, it, it, it's impossible for everyone to win and for everyone to be happy. Well, you know what? Uh, that's your opinion, and you're, you're entitled to it, but uh, you won't be on my circle of influence list anymore because it is possible for everyone to, 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 to be content and to be satisfied and to find fulfillment. So, you know, again, it all, it all goes back to who you surround yourself with. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I agree with you as well because I think that, um, you know, people – well, you have uh, there's a whole section on VDPs of very draining people. I love that. I started laughing because I call them energy vampires. And I'm like, oh yeah, energy vampires. And you know, yes. it's so true. You can you can. I just recently got rid of an energy vampire in my life. It was just too much, and I thought this person was a friend. And I'm like, wow, I really bought into that lock, stock, and barrel. But then I realized there was a reason for that person being in my life, as is the case with everyone. But usually your most challenging relationships and most difficult things that you go through are your greatest growth. So when you're – and I've learned that, you know, okay, surround yourself with people that inspire you, that motivate you, and that support you. And when you do that, you can learn from them. In this country – we tend to take older people and send them down to Florida, you know, the nursing home capital of the of the states, and right. we don't give them, we don't revere them the way that they do in, say, China, 
where you learn from your elders. And by the same token, when you turn around, I will tell people, when I work with children a lot, I'll say to the other people in the room, look at the children. We have so much to learn from them. They have no ego. They, they are in the present moment. They're coloring. They're sitting there coloring. They're not worried about anything. If you're in the moment doing something you love to do, they're in their joy right now. Just look at, their, look at them. Look at how happy they are, you know, for the most part, all the time. And until you go over to them and, you know, and tell them it's time to do something that they don't want to do, they'll fight back for a little bit. But there was one little boy the other day who he came over to me and he said, Mrs. Love, I did this wrong. And I looked at him and I said, no, you didn't. He goes, it's right. And I said, it's just a different way to do it. Let's find a way that really works because this one doesn't. And he said, oh, okay. So he went back. He sat down. He did something. He found a way that worked. And then there was a little girl that was talking to him. And he said, no, it's not wrong. Just find a way that works. And I thought, wow, that was cool. He took what I told him, and he already turned it around and gave it to the little girl. Because when you say to a child, that's wrong, what does that do to them? And even when you say to an adult, that's wrong, you know, and people don't cut people enough slack. So it really is about the awareness and who you can learn from. We can learn from everyone. But when you go to those people, when you have an opportunity like your mother gave you, talk to these three people. I've had a lot of opportunities to talk to, you know, some heavy hitters. And I take those opportunities, cherish them, and thank God as I'm driving home. Thank you so much for that meeting. That was great. That was wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't say that enough. And that's, you know, that's just one way of bringing up your own positivity and knowing that, you know, you can gain from it, but the other people want to help you. Those men wanted to help you. They were giving you information that was really good, constructive, valid information so that you wouldn't have to go through what they go through. Just like your book, you're trying to give people information to say, hey, you know, if this happens to you, here's something you can do about it. Right. And I, and I felt it was only right, you know, and, I, and not to have a guilty conscience about it, but it's like, wow, people really went out of their way above and beyond to help me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not my, in my being really to, or comfort level to, to just hold on to that and, and not share it. Cause at some point, you know, I, I belong to a few, I guess, um, you know, they call them think tanks, genius networks, whatever. And, and genius, I, I use that word lightly. It's just what they call the groups, but, or masterminds mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, and really it's just a bunch of um, you know guys and gals who are in a similar industry. It, for, for, for me, it was a special events industry, and the idea is that you, um, you 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 help each other out. And you know, I don't know about you, but it, it does come to a point where if if you don't have a, a a group of people who you can trust and then give back to, then what what are you here for? It's like. <laughs> some of the, and the reason I bring it up is the, the, there were some people in the group who it's like 40, 40 people, and it's from all across the country, and you have to be voted in and, and that kind of nonsense. But it's good. It kind of, you know, it, it keeps the, um, I guess, quality level to where the, the director wants it, and I appreciate that. But there were some people when it came to recruiting new people, they, someone would say, oh, they're too close to my territory. I, I don't want them to know what I know. And and I thought about that. I'm like, you know, what are we like Microsoft here? We we have these you know trade secrets or something. That, I mean, we're talking about just basic business principles and how to live a better life and how to, you know, do better on accounting and how it's not like rocket science stuff we're doing. And I'm like, man, could, why do you think that way versus how about you think the opposite way? How about someone that in in your market who you're so afraid of? What if they actually came in here and they taught you something you didn't know that made you a bunch of money? And and they're just so scared. They come. They're coming from a from a from a defensive fear. place. Yeah, and fear is a really mm-hmm. fear can be healthy in certain situations. It can keep you out of trouble. It, it, it can help you. 
I think trusting your gut and fear are two different things. Yes. In, in, yeah. in business, just be real about it. Again, we're not talking about, you know, really important trade secrets that are going to have an effect on the global economy. We're talking basic business practices and some cool things that are coming out. And I'm sure you know as well as I that pretty much everything that people come out with nowadays is something that somebody did like 8,000 years ago anyway, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> they, just, they just repackaged it. So it's nothing new. It's just people find out about it before someone else does. So you know, I like to come from a place where, and, and some people don't like this. I've been, haven't been asked to, to, I haven't been kicked out of a group, but I think I've been probably not asked to be in, in a group or two because I am a, trust me, I don't, I don't, I don't break a code, meaning if someone says, okay, what's, what, what happens here today is strict information until a certain date. Of course, I abide by that, but, but people, I don't want to be part of a group that is, um, you know, for the next five years, there's going to be 16 of us, and we can only share amongst each other, and we're going to take, try to take over the world and not share with anybody else. And I'm like, you guys are ridiculous. This is like, what is Russia? What are we doing here? Like, let's, and, and I hate to tell you guys and gals, you know, there's people that are a lot smarter than you are who aren't here right now. So guess what? You guys enjoy your little party, and you're, and you're in the ego trip here. I'm going to go someplace else. And you know, that's who I'm attracted to is people who uh, do want to give back do want to pay it forward because I do think it comes right back at you. It may not come back two weeks or two months from now, but two years, even 20 years down the line, it's going to come back and it comes back handsomely. It does. And you know what? The more that you do those types of things and live your truth like that, the more things come back very quickly. It just, it's instantaneous in many, many instances. And I believe you, you know, I I agree with you. It's uh you know, you have to share. It's all about sharing. And competition is great. That's why Burger King and McDonald's are across the street from each other. You know, one has a better hamburger, one has a better French fries. Whatever it is, you know, it doesn't matter. One of the things in your book that I loved that you talked about, because I hear this expression all the time and it drives me crazy. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Okay. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) I like, it is not. It is not because... Until you've turned over every stone and exhausted absolutely every option that's out there, you know, there is, there can be something better. And I laughed when I got to that. That's early on in the book. It's like a third of the way through. And I was laughing because people say this all the time. Well, what can I do? It is what it is. Okay. If you have that attitude about a situation, then why can't you apply that to when you're worried about something? Because I love people say, well, I'm really worried. What are you worried about? And they'll tell me. I'll say, can you do anything about it? Is it out of your control? No, it's totally out of my control. Then stop worrying about it because there's nothing you can do. If there's something you can do about it, take action and do it. And now stop worrying about it because you're taking action. Apply the same principle. The, you know, it is what it is. It's not. Now go further with it and st- get rid of that worry. But people, oh, my gosh, that was hysterical. I read that, and I thought, yep, yep, they're not giving themselves the opportunity to explore. Yeah. I think it's a cop-out, too. It's, it's, the, yeah. it's, the easy way. it's the easy way out. It's the lazy It's a lazy – it's lazy. And I don't want to be hard on somebody who's going through a tough time, but there are times in life where you need someone to speak the truth. Again, it's like do you want someone to tell you what you want to hear or need to hear? You need to hear that you're being lazy right now because I've said it. I don't know about you, but I've said – you know, in, in, in so many words, well, you know, when I was younger, before I knew I could make a difference myself, I didn't need to wait for other people. That was my thing was, well, it, it is what it is, meaning um, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm just me. I'm just one 
guy who didn't finish, you know, uh, college, and you, know, you have to be a, a super duper politician somewhere or a high ranking entrepreneur somewhere to to have this lifestyle or to do this or to do that. And I'm like, oh, I'm just a working man. And it was just like nonsense. It was like a few months of my life where, you know, you're exploring your 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 inner self. And this was in my in my early 20s. But you know, when I hear people say it today, I, I have to laugh, and I, I I'm 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 over getting upset about it. You know, it's the same thing when people say, you know, when I ask them, how you doing today? How are you today? And they say, oh, same old, same old. And these are my and a lot of them are the guys at the gym and the girls at the gym. Or if I'm at the store and it's someone who's working there, and obviously it's a career that they're not um, enjoying as much as they should or could. Hey, how are you today? Same old, same old, or, or, or same, you know, S different day kind of a thing. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. I, I feel bad, but then I'm like, I don't feel bad because you you have – you just don't understand that you're – it's up to you. If It's it's not it's not what it is. What it, it's, it's you. You're, it's your reality. You've created this, just like – you know, my fiance and I, my fiance and I, we talk about it all the time how we've created this new reality, and it's it's a it's a wonderful thing, it's a beautiful thing, and uh, not everybody is is going to have this because they're stuck, and and they and and they might be stuck because they've had some bad stuff happen to them, and bad stuff happens to everybody, but they refuse to take that next step, which is what you're talking about. And mm-hmm. take and take action, and that's going back to fear, and that's the bad fear—the fear of all the things that can go wrong, and the fear of things getting worse, or the fear that, um, you know what, this stinks right now, but I don't want it to get any worse. At least, at least it's not this. Or, um, well, my friend has this going on, so I'll at least take what I have and um, fine. You know, I'll take. I think that's terrible, T. Love. I, I, I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of. Of of that, and again, they wouldn't be. Again, that's who would not be in my circle of influence. My circle of influence, these guys and gals, they are given a situation, an obstacle, a challenge, and we all joke around. We have our grieving period. We have, you know, our limit is like two to three days. Two to three days of something really bad happened in your life, financially, personally, physically, spiritually, whatever it is. Granted, uh, no one's Superman or Wonder Woman, so you might need two or three days to get through the funk because. You know we're natural. We're human beings. We're not made to. Uh, you know, we're we're made to be happy, in my opinion. So when something bad happens, and and, yep. and we're really happy people, it stinks. It's going to take a little while. It's going to sting, right? So, but after two or three days, the circle of influence comes around, gives a call, sends a text, and 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 stops by and says, um, "All right, hey, time's up. Let's move. What are we doing about this now?" I okay. I, and they won't let you talk anymore. They'll say it's over now. That's in the past, what are you doing right now to make this better? And then we go through the process, we talk it out, and uh, before you know it, we've overcome it, and we're on to the next thing. And we're good, and we're good to go. And guess what? In our little circle of influence, someone else is going to go through some crap. And now that person who went through the crap before, and we got them through that, now they're helping the other person. So it's a really beautiful relationship. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. Don't want to hear it. Do not want to hear it at all. You know, and a couple of points here. One of your other messages is sometimes doing whatever you can within your means and ability to help out is much better than doing nothing at all. And that goes back to when people just say, oh, it is what it is. No, stop. When somebody says to me, you know, same old, same old. I mean, this happened just a couple of weeks ago. So I said, how are you? And she said, oh, same old, same old. And I said, why? And she looked at me. She said, what? 
it, she was shocked. And I said, why, why same old, same old? And she goes, I don't understand the question. And I said, think about what you said. Why? And she says, I don't know why. And I said, well, then shake it up a bit. If you don't know why, then it's not the same old, same old, is it? I mean, you know, if you can't even give me a reason, then you have to say, all right, I need to shake it up somehow. Do something different. Do something fun. Go out somewhere. Go for a walk. Go dancing. I don't care. Do something that's different so it's not same old, same old. And, and you know, when you talk about the uh, – and she was completely – I mean, she was completely taken aback. She didn't know what to do with that. And right at that moment, I knew. I think I got through to her. <laughs> yeah. But I know – the two to three day thing when you give yourself that p- time to have a uh, pity party, which is a solo event, I had an, uh, something happen and, and my husband said to me, he came home from, um, he was on a business trip and I talked to him on the phone on a Monday and he was coming home on Friday and I didn't get to talk to him on Thursday because I was doing some speaking engagement. So I had told him on Monday what had happened. He said, oh yeah, okay, well, you know, just try to take it easy. And so yeah, I'll be fine by the time you get home on Friday. And he goes, oh sure, okay. And I'm thinking, this is early on in the marriage. He didn't really know me that well, I guess, because he came home Friday and he said, how are you doing? I said, I'm great. What's going on? And how's your trip? Whatever. And he says, okay, you're not even thinking about what happened. I said, no, I gave myself a deadline. The deadline was Friday. I beat the deadline. Woohoo. I'm doing good. <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> said, That's great. I beat my deadline. And he's solo, you know, pity parties are solo events. Nobody's invited because nobody else cares. You have to have it for yourself. You know, it's your own little pity party. And who wants to be like that? Now his sister who's, who's passed, she was a clinical psychologist and I was talking to her and she said, well, T, you can't do that. And I said, of course you can't. She goes, no, you can't. I said, watch me. Yeah, why do you want to stay down so long? Why? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I disagree with some professionals, quote-unquote professionals sometimes, and, and mm-hmm. that gets me in a little bit of um, – uh, Me too. Trouble? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll call it that. Or I, I was going to try to put it lightly and say, um, you know, uh, entertaining <laughs> discussions, you know, maybe, where people say, well, that's not that's not how it's done, and that's not how it's uh, ever been done. This is the way it goes, and this is the way it's going to go. And I don't know about you, but there's been a lot of things. And I'm not a history guy at all. Obviously, I'm not a great student either as far as uh, being in the classroom, but – I do know that there's been a lot of things that we've been taught as humans that uh, are not true anymore. And, and, and not only were they not true, they were ridiculous. So yeah. <laughs> uh, please, please just when you say something or express your opinion, just try to be a little bit more open-minded about it. And uh, I, I don't mind if you're passionate about your opinion, but just understand that, it may not be right for everybody. And yes, there's a lot of common sense involved with a lot of um, you know facts. And I'm a big I'm a big fan of science, of course. Uh, but when you get to you know certain certain things and, and what the uh, what your the sister-in-law who who had, who had passed, uh, yeah, that's a challenge. You don't want your your I think they I think people feel challenged. Their ego feels challenged. You're, they feel like they're cha- you're challenging their degrees that they work hard so hard to get. But you're really not. All you're trying to do is say, no, I, I think I have a better way or something that, that works better for me, and I'm not going to hurt anyone else in the process. I'm actually just going to help myself. So if you don't mind, I appreciate your opinion, but I'm going to go about my, my merry way here, and um, thank you. But you, a lot of times you can't do that without bruising a relationship or a friendship. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, and then, and then there's that uncomfortable, the next time you see somebody, I'm oh, not so unnecessary. I, I love folks 
who can have these just a great discussion, a great conversation, and where you know, even if we don't agree, I love to just speak with someone who I don't agree with, but they can at least I can respect their opinion and their delivery, and if they're entertaining, even right. better yet, because they can make me laugh in the process. Wonderful. It's right. all good. We don't have to. We don't have to. If I was a Democrat, you know, I don't have to be a Republican when we finish the debate or when we finish our conversation. But just hey, if you helped me understand your point and you made me laugh, guess what? We're probably going to go out to lunch together again. But if you didn't, right. if you were just a, a VDP, a very draining person, and you were all about drama, drama, and negativity, I don't care how many books you've read and what a, how big of a fan of Bill O'Reilly or the other side or whatever it is that you are, because I don't really follow who's on who, whose side, but I don't really care. I don't really care. It's because it's not fun, and life is too short to, to, to have that kind of squabble. Um, and you know, going back to you had mentioned before about kids, how much we can learn from kids, you know, all the time, you know, uh, Jill, my fiance, she's a pediatrician, and so she's working with these young, these infants and toddlers all the time. And she tells me one, one of her um, favorite things about working with these young kids is that the, they say two words all the time, you know, or they have the, the sense of um, what's next, what's next. They, they mm-hmm. do a project, and then what's next? They have this energy. They have this, like, this gas tank that's so big that humans or adults, I should say, I feel like our gas tank is on – we only have like a quarter tank compared to these kids who have a full tank. And, and we can have the same size tank as, as these kids. And, and I think that's why people think that, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, a, you know, I'm probably young at heart still at 43 because I work out and stuff. I'm like, well, I work out and, and I do a lot of things to stay happy and healthy. But, but really, I, I just like to, to stay active and do fun stuff. So if you want to call me a, a Peter Pan, that's cool. That's fine. But – but I think it comes down to um, those uh, that that aspect of uh, or that philosophy of, of of kids, which is yeah, we can learn from adults and their experience and, and and our elders respect their elders and their experiences, but they don't have the energy and the curiosity that the kids have, and I, I love that. And I think when I became a father, that became um, I was reintroduced to that energy. So I you took a you take a guy who's already energetic and positive and, and wants to do. Uh, just you know, suck the marrow out of life, that sort of thing. And then you have a you you expose and you and you have him be a father to this bright and, and, and sunshiny kid. Well, guess what, man? It was like magic seeing that stuff. So, um, you know, I don't know if you have ever experienced that with your family and and with kids in general. But that's something I love about kids. Their energy is unbelievable. Yeah, they come in with so much energy and with an awareness that we lost because we were taught. To lose it and then we turn yeah. around and say okay we're going to teach our children the same thing when in actuality we should say let them be the little free spirits that they are because they're going to get so much further then they're coming in a whole lot smarter now too i mean you know they're getting dropped off very very smart they come in way smarter than we ever did and i think oh my yeah. goodness these little ones are so intelligent we have a lot to learn instead of saying to them no you can't do that the minute you say to a child you can't do that they believe you because you're their person and you, you, you're the mama, or you're the daddy, and you must be right, so oh, we can't do that. And then it starts to take away all that um, astounding ability of things that they could do, the fact that they're free and they could do something. You start to wear them down, and you don't even realize you're doing it. So like with that little boy, when he said, I did it wrong, and he was so hurt that he did it wrong. I said, no, you didn't. And he looked at me, and he thought, I didn't? Well, I was the adult in the room, so he was believing me because I was saying, you know, you didn't do it wrong. You just found a way that didn't work. Let's find a way that does. 
Every time something doesn't work, you're getting closer to the way that does work. And he got it. That was so cool to see. He got it. It was an aha moment for that little kid, you know. And then he passed it on to his little friend who was sitting next to him almost in tears because she thought she had something wrong. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is, we're just, they're just coloring and stuff. There is no right or wrong, you know. I could only imagine what things they were doing that they were told were wrong. And I thought, wow, that's, that's a shame. And doesn't that cross over that, that sense of, you know, we, we talk about it here in the house all the time about, about sheep, about how so yeah. many Americans today, unfortunately, are, are these sheep. And, and, and I don't want to be derogatory. I'm just trying to speak, you know, freely here about, you know, outside my friends and family. And unfortunately, some members of my, of, uh, my circle of influence and my family have succumbed to this, this, sheep-like behavior where, I, key, I know these folks are intelligent people. I know they can think for themselves. I don't know what happened. I don't know where in their life <laughs> they lost the ability to to stand up for what they actually believe in and not go mm-hmm. with the quote-unquote system. And I'm not a radical or a progressive, anything like that, or whatever the terms are, but I'm talking about people who can just think for themselves and and look, everybody's different. Every family situation is, is different uh, and individual, and I don't, I don't judge you know, before I know all the circumstances, but I'm talking about when you know for sure that someone is capable of making their own decision, and they want to. They've expressed to you clearly that they want to make a change. They want to do something different. But everyone else, whether it's their boss and they're, they're afraid of losing their job, or it's mm-hmm. their their, their, their um, boyfriends or their girlfriends or it's the soccer moms or it's the this or the that. Um, and I'm like, wow, you're going you're gonna to change or ultimately you're going to have the rest of your life affected. You're going to have your kids' lives affected. For what? For, for, for something that someone else is telling you is right when you know in your heart it's not? That to me terrifies me. It, it really terrifies me, and it goes back to the it is what it is, and and they're just kind of going through life. But you know, I, I, it's sad. But I do when I see certain people, I don't see their their human form anymore. I literally see them as as sheep, and it's scary. It's really really scary. I don't know if you've seen that in people. I'm sure you've talked to yeah. again a lot more people than I have. But you see that weakness in people. As opposed to, that's why when I see someone who is strong, I see a lion, I see a, a queen, I see a strong woman, a strong man, and I am drawn to them because of that. And it's, it's a visual. I'm a very visual person. So, like, when I hear your voice, I hear, I hear strength, I see strength. And, but I'm sure you know a little bit of an, an intuition. Certain people you meet, you, from, the sh- from the way they even shake your hand, not whether it's hard mm-hmm. or soft, but that has a little something to do with it, but you don't feel the energy or you feel a, an energy that's not a welcomed energy. And you look in their eyes and there is something behind those eyes that are, it's just not 100%. There's something off. And then you talk to them and it gets, it gets more uncomfortable and you're just not connecting. There's no rhythm. I'm big on rhythm in my in my life and obviously for my business it's a lot timing is everything pacing of an event and some people you can't i think you and i i think we're having a nice conversation tonight things seem to be kind of back and forth flowing it's a, it's a nice exchange but have you ever had those conversations where no matter what you do you're it's just not working <laughs> or it's just you know and, and that's how i feel about 
certain people that I that I that I meet, and then conversely, I some people I meet, man, we just click instantly. We have this energy, mm-hmm. and life is good. And then before you know it, again, we're sharing thoughts, we're helping each other out, and then uh, all I know is it's it's ten years later, and we're we're still in contact, we're still good friends with each other. I love it. Right, that is it's true. And then the people that sometimes when it's a difficult situation you can't understand what it is they're doing, what I usually it comes down to is well this is their journey and they're here to learn something and they obviously are not getting it or it wouldn't be happening over and over again. They wouldn't be in the spot that they're in because I really firmly believe that we are where we are meant to be. And you grow and we all grow at different rates. So I you know, I kind of cut slack for that, but I also keep them at arm's length or move on because I don't need to deal with that energy in my life I need to have the positive flow constantly you know I work with energy I work with on energy with people and I I you know it's something that I have to have that's always in a positive way I do the children's foundation that has to be positive so when people want to even when they come to volunteer if they're not really putting in a hundred percent I know you're a volunteer I know you're giving your time for free but it's not the right fit for this organization so maybe you need to find an organization that you know, people will be of the same ilk, like-minded people. This is not the one. And I don't mind telling people that because I need to make sure that the structure of the organization is always on the upbeat and always positive in order to make things flow and do well. And I can't believe we're almost at the top of the hour, Marcello. (laughs) Before we go, though, would you please tell our listeners how they may learn more about you and where they may purchase your book, Celebrate Life? My pleasure. They can go to CelebrateLifeBook.com. Okay, great. (laughs) That's wonderful. So listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life that we're meant to live productively, healthfully, purposefully, and in celebration. This is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they can learn and grow and make the world a better place. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. Marcello, thank you so much for taking time to join us here. It, it was really quite a pleasure. The time went by so fast. I can't believe it. <laughs> it sure did. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on, T. Oh, you are quite welcome. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You can also check out our charitable organization for kids, Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, where we believe we are making a brighter tomorrow by giving children a better today. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember... Living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. And good luck with everything. Thank you. Back at you. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Cheers. Bye.